I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. Just a note before we get going, guys. Today's show is brought to you by Inside Tracker. So why are we partnered with Inside Tracker? Well, I'll tell you what it isn't. It isn't some quick fix or magic elixir of all of your performance gains. Instead, I think that Inside Tracker should be viewed as developing your toolkit of insights and recommendations on your own journey so that you can build a platform of health. And a platform of health is essential. It's essential for you to then go on and create performance gains. In fact, the insights gleaned from utilizing Inside Tracker will help you make informed decisions around your nutrition choices, supplements, even insights into things like stress reduction, sleep, your program, and training focus. And the part that we love is that then, by putting it into action, you have a runway, a runway to measure the improvements in these areas via getting pretty regular assessments. It acts to build validation, but also confidence in your approach measurable gains. Now, there are two ways that you can get involved and integrate Inside Tracker into your performance journey. The first is reach out to us. We're happy to support you. Just reach out to us at info at purplepatchfitness.com with any questions you have around Inside Tracker, and we can try and guide you, maybe put it into context on your own journey. And also, for a limited time, Purple Patch listeners can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. All you want to do is visit insidetracker.com slash purplepatchpodcast. Enter your information, you're off to the races. Oh, and if you're a coach or a trainer or a registered dietitian, any other health practitioner, your gateway to offering your own clients into Inside Tracker is called Inside Tracker Pro. And so in addition to helping your clients perform better, you'll also get discounts and even earn some revenue. Plus, You'll get free access to Inside Tracker Pro Resource Center and a personal coach dashboard so you can keep all of your clients' data online. And so it's the results and recommendations that you want. All you need to do as well, insidetracker.com slash purple patch podcast, and we will be there to help you out. All right, today's a cracker. So let's get on with the show. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. Let's kick off today with a question. Have you ever worked in a call center, fielding phone calls for hours on end? I haven't, but I have always wondered what that life might be like. And please don't ask me why I have such strange curiosities. But regardless, last Friday, I got a little sneak peek behind the curtain as I made 53 phone calls over several hours. 53 phone calls. Why 53? It was because I wanted to call every Purple Patch athlete who was lining up for the Ironman 70.3 World Championships the following day in St. George, Utah. Each of the athletes with their own story of the last year or two, but all of them who put forth tremendous effort to get there with great commitment and consistency so that they could line up at this race. 28 of these athletes were first-timers to a world championships. Heck, I even called one athlete who told me he wasn't actually racing. I'd called the other Chris Hughes, although I did have a very nice chat with Washington-based Chris Hughes, and it was lovely to connect. He was very busy at work, and he was happy to take a break and laugh at me about my mistake. And I did finally get the right Chris Hughes, who by then, by the way, I was pretty giddy with confusion. But after the 53 phone calls, Coach Mike and I spent a little moment because we wanted to also consider the other 35 Purple Patch athletes who had also qualified but were unable to attend due to all of the restrictions around COVID travel. Collectively, we marveled 88 qualifiers. And it made us think, What are the threads and lessons of those that are stepping up as qualifiers to the World Championships? What insights can we impart to both those qualifying and then performing at championship events? 
And we realize there were many, many, many lessons. And so today, I thought the week after the World Championships, I would share my thoughts and insights and also tell you a couple of stories to inspire you for your own journey. Real life athletes. It is time for you to realize your potential. Would you like to qualify for the World Championships? Let us help. It is all in today's show. Now, let's get down to business. But first, I'm going to tell you about a little chance for you and me to hang out live. And you can ask me any question. It is the Squatty Update. Yes, the Squatty Update. And following our podcast of the last weeks, we've been inundated with requests for a little bit of a Q&A session. A sort of, <laughs> give me a little bit more. Come on, I need to plan. I need to map the best break and off season. And so what I did is my knees slowly moved inwards and they touched and I buckled. So open to everyone, I'm going to frame my bullets and thoughts on the best strategy to dial in the period between your last event, whenever that might be, and when you start to put your serious training hat back on. And that's, for many folks, sort of likely in the new year, I would say. But after this little presentation of sorts, I'm going to answer all of your questions. And I'd like to invite you. It's absolutely free. It's September the 29th. It will be at 5 p.m. Pacific. So that's my time zone and is absolutely open to everyone. You do not need to be or even anticipate becoming a purple patch athlete. But we're going to do a deep dive into off season and then a nice juicy Q&A with just little me. So invite your friends, send questions in advance if you can't attend live. And every registrant is going to receive the recording and a nice educational package following. Now, I'd love to put a face to a name, as it were, and so I hope you can join me live. All of the details are on the events page of the website, purplepatchfitness.com, and in the show notes. September the 29th, 5 p.m. Pacific. I'll see you there, and if you can't attend live, still register, because we'll send it to you afterwards. The second component, we are transitioning to our final quarter of 2021. For you guys that are uninitiated, that is October, November, December. And that means that we, as an organization, are going to officially begin our prep phase of the year. That means from the ground up, the lowest physical stress, the lowest practical commitment in terms of hours, but perhaps the most important foundational part of the program globally. And so there cannot be, in my mind, a better time to commence training. It shouldn't be a monkey on your back. It shouldn't stretch your capacity or your life. And it should leave you with plenty of time for winter sports, family time, and all of the other stuff that's important. Ultimately, I believe that training shouldn't mean obsession. But high-value training is built on this platform, this phase. And so to find out how we might help you, head to purplepatchfitness.com. Check out either our one-to-one -one coaching program so that you can work individually with a coach, or of course, our completely revamped squad program. Now, if you want to actually have a little powwow with us, we're open for that too. That's absolutely fine. Just reach out for a complimentary chat, info at purplepatchfitness.com, and we'll try and find the right program for you, or at least give you some counsel and advice of when or how it might be good to get cracking. All right, folks, I hope you can attend live or at least pre-register so you can listen to the recording and watch it and feel free to ping us with your questions in advance of that special session. We've got a little bit out of order, but the next section is my favorite section ever. It's ooh, the bleeding echoey. But this week, it's an important one. It's one that's very personal to me. It's about a guy called Philip, purple patch athlete Philip, Philip Faulkner. Now, I began coaching Philip in about 2012, and at that time, it was he and his wife, Gillian, and I helped them on their journey in triathlon and performance globally. Now, Gillian and Philip, they quickly became a fixture in Purple Patch, despite living many moons away in Minnesota. They came to training camps in Hawaii. They chase, they race, they perform. We had a tremendous amount of fun. They kept evolving, growing, learning, improving, and both of them qualified for the Hawaii Ironman. It was a dream come true for both. 
They ended up graduating from my coaching program and joined our squad program and continued their success in their journey. Well, guess what? Philip's got cancer. A tough one. A really rare one. And in front of him is a mighty wall. And over that wall is a destination that honestly no one can guess. But under his doctor's okay, he ended up racing. And he raced and he raced really well. And guess what? He qualified yet again for the Hawaii Ironman World Championships. One more time, Philip. One more time. You can imagine the devastation as it got pushed back from October to now February. And we cross our fingers that the February race can, can occur because it's the timing isn't great. But we hold our hands and we hope one more time, Philip. One more time. But ahead of him lays a really tough program of treatment and certainly the biggest battle of his life. And he's got Gillian by his side. But Philip, being Philip, he wants his journey ahead of him to inspire and help others. It's just so Philip. In fact, in his words, he just recently posted, there's a Facebook page that asks you to write your own horror story in three words. My mind formulated. And the words I came up with is, you have cancer. Well, as of July 2020, that's become my reality. I'm raising funds for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society as a participant in their team and training program. I'm asking you to help by making a donation to my fundraising campaign. Please lose the link in this email. We will post that to the show notes of courts and donate online. Each donation helps accelerate funding for a cure for leukemia, lymphoma, and myeloma. Almost 958,000 Americans are battling blood cancers, myself included, and I'm hoping that my participation in team in training will help bring hope and support and something good out of this diagnosis. On behalf of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, thank you very much for your support. I greatly appreciate your generosity, Philip. Well, Philip, cancer does suck. And you've got a massive battle ahead of you. And for me, this one's personal. And so I'm asking for all of you guys that are listeners out there, and I know you get asked a lot, but I'd appreciate if you support Philip in his endeavors. All right, folks, no word of the week this week. I'm afraid Barry is getting his teeth done. Yes, he is another victim of English dentistry. And so we are going to go on to the main course. But just before we do, I have to do my duties, of course. And so we're going to talk about Inside Tracker. This show is brought to you by Inside Tracker, and it's an authentic partnership that we have. And so have a listen to this. Folks, it doesn't matter whether you're chasing world-class performance or just simply looking to optimize energy and health throughout your big life. Inside Tracker can provide the backbone of recommendations and interventions for your nutrition, diet, and lifestyle changes. Founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging genetics and biometrics and using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside of you. We love it, our athletes utilize it, and we wanted to share it with you. And so, for a limited time, you can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. All you need to do is head to insidetracker.com slash purple patch podcast. Fill in your information and hey, presto, 25% off the whole store. We think you should get involved. And welcome back to the show. Here we go. Yes, we have done a good squaddy update. We've talked about Philip and his journey. We're going to quest on. We are dialed in with Inside Tracker. And remember with Inside Tracker, the code that you have, Purple Patch Pro 25. That's what you utilize when you head to the website and you dial it all in. Now, what we need to do is get ourselves satiated. We are talking about the World Championships this week, and in order to do so, we strive on because it is the meat and potatoes. All right, folks. 
folks, the meat and potatoes, we could title this so you want to qualify to 70.3 worlds. And I told you about my 53 phone calls. Well, when I was still fresh, and let's frame this, when I was still fresh, on the Thursday, two days out of the race, right before the World Championships kicked off in St. George, Utah, we had a lovely pre-race meetup for those 53 athletes. The vast majority of our attending athletes came to the meetup and it was outside. It was in a very nice path. And it was a session where we framed success and tactics for race day. I even told a couple of stories. Now, in that meeting, we had a couple of the competing Purple Patch professional athletes, as well as various other chasing athletes for podium spots, but also many who were ready to hit their very first championship event. It was vastly different in the scope of backgrounds, performance levels, experiences, but, but every single one of the athletes in attendance was united. And it was united by a desire to improve. And as I stood there chatting to the team, I started to have a realization bubble up to the surface. And it was a realization about the athletes sitting in front of Coach Mike and I. Many of the athletes that were competing this weekend had been with our coaching company for more than two years. And most importantly, the vast majority of the athletes who sat there right in front of me were really familiar to me personally, despite them being geographically spread all over the world. And the reason for this is that most of the athletes in attendance were the ones that over the umbrella of Purple Patch Coaching, they tend to lean into so much of what we offer. They treated their journeys about more than just following a training plan. And instead, they utilized every aspect of Purple Patch Program. These were the athletes that tended to engage, that tended to step up and support others, that I think were a part of Purple Patch more broadly. And now here we were all together. And there's a thread on it, a little thread poking out of that realization. And I think today we need to pull on it and we need to see where it leads us. Now, you've heard me say this before, but athlete success emerges from a really patient approach. And I believe that athlete success comes by you deeply being defined by seeking your best self-improvement. In other words, in order for you to excel and get close to your performance potential, you must embrace the journey over any single result. And in front of me on that Thursday, two days before the World Championships, what I saw was the living proof of that. Now, in addition to this, you have also likely heard me saying on this show that most athletes thrive when they don't just have a smart training program that they then follow consistently, but equal to that, that they have a very deep sense of accountability. They enjoy plenty of feedback and education and a sense of being a part of something. Well, here in front of me was a great example of just that. And so I thought, you know what? Sorry, Kerry, my wonderful producer for this show. We've got to trump what we were going to do. I want to talk about the World Championships. And I want to dial in philosophically what it takes for athletes to excel. And for those that really want to qualify for a world championships, what does it take beyond the minutiae of what workouts you should do or whether you need a bike fit or not, or whether you should buy a new bike, et cetera, et cetera. What is the heartbeat of those athletes that consistently thrive and show up? How do they arrive ready? And how do they have a great time in doing so? And so what I thought I would do is just pick a few of the athletes out of this to start. And I'm going to talk and give you some context around a few of our competing athletes. And I think it's going to start to tell a story for you. And out of these athletes, then, I'm going to give you four rules, four components that are critical for you to achieve your success. So some cute little vignettes for you. Who do we start with? How about Jeff Lipschultz? Yes, purple patch squad athlete, 
Jeff Lipschultz, five years into the sport on a quest of development. And finally, this year, he captured his place at the World Championships. Now, Jeff is a recruiter based in Texas. But what he did is he embraced all components of the broader performance lifestyle. And I would say that Jeff is the epitome, the absolute shining example of what I have spoken about so often. And that's the fact that most folks thrive when they are coachable via either some form of mentor or of coach coach in this example. But they also embrace the support of their peers and finally take on a leadership role where they find themselves as a mentor themselves. And while not a podium topper, Jeff has absolutely embraced the supportive elements and the community side of the journey. And in fact, he's done so to such a degree that he earned himself a title at Purple Patch. He is the cruise director. Because in his daily life, he not only trains, but he supports, advises, welcome newcomers, connects athletes, and is so immersed in the community that many athletes often mistake Jeff as an actual Purple Patch employee. But this mindset and spirit really helped anchor him through the craziness of the pandemic. And I think it also provided great perspective and meaning beyond just chasing a defined position or place in any race. Because he trains really hard. He's committed, but equal to that, he learns and he absolutely loves the journey. It is something that he does. And by definition, therefore, any single race is never a destination. Instead, what Jeff has done over multiple years is lay a smart work over and over and over. And something has happened. Do you know what it is? He improved. He anchored to another performance level and therefore rightfully earned his spot to the world championships. And do you know the best part of taking this type of approach? On the race weekend, there was no happier athlete at those championships. He felt no pressure, no fear, just a determination to soak up every part of the reward that has emerged as much because of what he gives, as much as what he does. So what's the lesson here? I think Jeff's a great example in which you can really thrive if you aim to become a part of something. You lean in, you embrace the journey. And when doing this, the richest part of the activity of a sport is actually the journey itself. And out of that, the outcome typically blossoms. And so I get to say today, well done to the cruise director. Well done, Jeff Lipschultz. You're a shining example of leaning into community. Boom. And how about Heather Graham? Heather is based in Helena, Montana, the hometown of my wife, Kelly, and is a hard-charging General Counsel and Vice President of Regulatory and Federal Government Affairs at Northwestern Energy. Goodness me. Yes, Heather leads a big life with lots of challenge, great responsibility, and in work, quite a bit of stress. But she embraces the journey of triathlon, and she sets ambitious goals. And those ambitious goals are to race as well as she can, but also in a quest to leverage great health, performance in the workplace, and the lessons that the performance journey brings up. And I think this is equally important and somewhat parallel to Jeff's story. The sport of triathlon doesn't define her. Instead, it becomes an essential part of her broader life. Now, this really came into focus during COVID. And last year, I asked Heather for her perspective on this. This is what she told me. And I quote, Sports and fitness are essential to me, and the COVID months have truly driven this home. Because while we had no races, what occurred is I was forced to be honest with myself. Why should I continue to work out as if I had a triathlon or a race coming up when I didn't? 
and I won't for some time. Why should I put myself through the paces if I don't have a race? Now, I like to race, and I love to travel, but I had to ask myself, why? Why am I doing this? Because when you are traveling and chasing for a race, all you think about is cramming workouts or whether the hotel in the following week has a spin bike. But suddenly I was working from home and I actually got to pause. Why? I thought a lot about that. And the answer is really the fact that the critical role that sport in health and life is the anchor, the tent peg in my chaotic life. Being fit helps me thrive across all aspects of my life. And so what I've done is reframe my athletics. And I intend to continue to race at an international level. But right now during COVID, I have a clear understanding that racing is secondary to being fit and going on the journey. Because without that, I can't be my best at work with my family or with my friends. Interesting stuff, eh? So that was Heather's perspective. Now, as she started to emerge through COVID and she had revisited the why, did she evolve anything in her training? And the answer was yes. Because while she had craziness in her professional life, she actually took the opportunity to evolve her whole approach to sport. She decided to absolutely prioritize sleep. She embraced strength and conditioning as the backbone of her training, which is really important because Heather is in the 65 to 69 year old age group. She embraced the live and video on demand coaching sessions because she realized that having video coaching live where she would get feedback from the coaches, including the heckling by me, she would amplify the quality of execution of every training session. And ultimately, as she said, I've got no time to waste on garbage miles. And she also committed to a continued development in the why behind her approach. And while her time was limited, she sets calendar time to lean into the educational resources and engage in the webinars with the experts that we absolutely love to set up with Purple Patch Athletes. And so it was anchored in a little amplification, some really good habits around sleep and recovery, great integration of strength, and making sure that she was becoming smarter in both how she trains with the video coaching and the education. Well, that return to international racing did happen. The world has started to settle up and open up, and she got to race. And guess what? She not only made it to Ironman 70.3 Worlds, but she went and rode one of the fastest bike splits of the day in her age group and finished top 10 in her age group overall. Now, that's a little bit of kick-ass performance goodness right there, especially when it's integrated into an incredibly time-starved life. And I love it. Getting faster as a maturing athlete. What's all this nonsense about, oh, I'm just trying not to slow down. Keep getting faster, but have fun doing it. And that's why we have a whole category of Purple Patch athletes who we lovingly label as our AARP anarchists. And so the lesson for Heather was really twofold. The first is to really anchor in on your purpose, understand your why of what you're doing so that it can be deeply meaningful and goes well beyond any single race. Whether you're trying to qualify, whether you're trying to evolve, Make sure you understand why you're doing it. And number two, really anchor on the absolute necessity to keep evolving and growing and changing things for the positive. Heather, moving into the 65 to 69-year-old age group, integrating, I want to become better. I'm going to lean into video coaching. I'm going to integrate strength training. I'm going to absolutely prioritize sleep so that, yes, she got faster, but also she performed better in work and life. Whew. That's how you qualify to 70.3 worlds. My next athlete is about navigating adversity, Luis Duco. Now, 
of all of these stories from 70.3 World Championships, including our athletes that hit the podium at that race, this is my favorite story. Because this strikes at the heart of having a deeper meaning about the journey that you go on. It's also one that is full of lessons for a broader perspective. Now, for this, I have to go back to about April 2020 when Luis was having a really tough time. Now, I realize many folks in April 2020 were having an incredibly challenging time, whether it was financial health with everything that was happening with COVID, the collision of our worlds, it was chaotic. And Luis was one of those, really tough. He lost his job due to COVID and he found himself in an incredibly tough place. He was navigating forced change with a whole bunch of uncertainty. And suddenly, of course, all of the races were stripped off the calendar for the next year or so. And having no real income, he realized that he had to remove expenses. And so he asked to quit Purple Patch Coaching. Now, within the chaos of COVID and job loss and everything else, feeling practically and financially, he should probably just turn his back on training globally and the structure. He had, quote, more important things to think about. He was planning to shift his priorities and his focus elsewhere, and it's completely understandable. But it was timely, really timely, that we were able to put together a scholarship program, our Purple Patch Scholarship Program, to help athletes that were affected by COVID and situations with COVID. We enabled 100 athletes to receive financial support for our Purple Patch Programming, and that was for a calendar year. And you know the good news? Luis was one of the scholarship recipients. And you know what it did? It acted to shift his whole perspective. Because within the massive false change and all of the adversity, he decided to lean rather than away from, he leaned into training, into the structure, and into the community of Purple Patch. In fact, the program itself became his tent peg in the storm of chaos. The training itself became the framework so that he could organize much of his life schedule so that he could retain structure and good energy and also continue on with a little sense of purpose and drive and direction while he didn't have that because he wasn't working at the time. Well, guess what? Let's fast forward 18 months to now, this last weekend. Because Luis is in a very, very different place. He has a super job as the director of payment operations at True North. He emerged successfully from the adversity and now has a challenging and rewarding position within a super organization. But also to this, instead of turning his back on structure and purpose and goals when life threw him a curveball, he was instead able to drive forward to evolve, to double down in his athletics. And he improved a lot. And he qualified to the Ironman 70.3 World Championships. Now, this wasn't his only driver, but he accomplished the reward with the broader perspective of how sports can underpin the ability to overcome roadblocks in life and general adversity. Times can be really, really tough. But that doesn't mean you need to fold the deck as a human being. Instead, you need to double down, lean in, display a little grit, but also open your arms to support and a sense of accountability. And that is what being a part of something does. Now, this is a great story to see him racing, to see him on the course, charging, happy, bouncing in his step. But the day before, was the part that was greatest for me. Because Luis was standing there smiling and he grabbed me at the pre-race meeting and he made it clear that through the roughest times, the really rough times, being a part of something, chasing performance, were the very things that equipped him to stay thirsty and drive forward in the other areas of life. So much so that now, with life tilting in the right direction, he wants to pay it forward for another athlete navigating their own challenge to receive a scholarship on Lewis's behalf. And that is camaraderie, support. It's about being a part of something that goes beyond 
the big misconception that this sport has to be a selfish endeavor, highly individualistic. It doesn't have to be that way. And I actually believe that success comes when you as an individual aim to lift others up, where you can gain perspective and double down on the journey through the thickest of dark forests that we sometimes have to navigate in life. And so my lessons out of Luisa's story is, look, if you want to excel and you want to build mental and physical resilience, become a part of something. Double down on yourself and your commitment. Because no matter what life throws at you, go out on a quest to find your best performance. But while you're doing it, seek to lift others up as well. It's counterintuitive, but reaching down and lifting someone up to your level and saying, let's go on this journey together, it means more. And your race results, your performance level, your happiness, your sense of drive and commitment, it will raise. And that spirit and application, that's the thing that helps you qualify for things like 70.3 World Championships. My final story for the day. Oh, Iggy, you made it on the show. Ignacio Lopez Mencizador, a father of four, going through a massive amount of uncertainty and challenge in work life mostly associated with the very murky hallways of the U.S. visa process. Yes, as an international, I have been there many times. And over the course of the last months, it would have been so, so easy for Iggy just to let sport take a backseat. Instead, he could focus on family and work. But instead, I turned around and I said to Iggy, I want you to double down on three aspects. They say, Iggy, you can only do two. Family, work, sport, focus on two. I don't agree. You just have to do it in a pragmatic and smart way. And so, anchor in on all three. I want you to be a great dad, and I want you to use sport to help you with the stress of the work component. Now, Iggy is a fine athlete. He's accomplished. But with the stress of life being amplified, it was really challenging to match ambition with pragmatism. He's very goal-driven, but we had to be really smart about how, the how to push on the performance needle. And most importantly, when to push. Because what we know is that months of him just saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to let sport take a back seat, and allowing him to go random, that wasn't going to facilitate progression in any area because stapled to our heart is a super mantra. Consistency is king. So how do we reconcile creating consistency so that he could maintain ambition and purpose and direction while also ensuring that he could get on with life and be a great dad? What was needed was pragmatism. And this is a classic, absolutely classic case of mission-focused training within a time-starved life. Because we were seeking a couple of components. The first is to absolutely commit to consistency. And what that means is that Iggy needed to do structured and progressive training. And let me underline this, year-round. So he had consistency. You are going to be a year-round athlete. Super. But at the same time, there were really important non-negotiable needs for him to have phases of very low cognitive and physical load. Isn't that a paradox? I want you to do whole phases of training where there's pretty low cognitive load. It's pretty easy on the mind and the physical load isn't too great. At the same time, you have got to be consistent throughout the year. Whew. Well, you know what we did? We did something that many listeners might find is outrageous. We made sure that Iggy had, wait for it, we made sure that Iggy had fun. <gasps> fun, sure, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we made sure that Iggy had fun. 
Because what we did is for multiple months in a row, in fact, at one stage, four months in a row, he maintained a spine or a backbone of highly specific, but at the same time, much lower stress training. And that included some speed work, some critical strength work. He engaged in our video bike classes so that he could really optimize on things like posture form and how he was executing them. And a whole bunch of the rest of the training was pretty easy, low stress, a lot of adventures on his bike, even doing things like, hey, get to go away for the weekend, go and do some tour riding down the coast, or maybe a little challenge. Can you ride from Seattle to California? That's what you use your vacation time for. Very, very fun. But what we didn't do was go random. We didn't turn our back on the sport. Instead, he lent into the truest sense of off-season in the right way. But then over the course of the year, we said, now, X in the calendar, this is when we want you to dial it up. We want you to be a little more focused, a bit more structured. And we had two blocks of what you might call more amplified focus. One was for a couple of months going into Ironman Lake Placid, and one was just for six weeks going into Ironman 70.3 Worlds. Now, is this something that I would do for one of my professional athletes? No, probably not, or at least an advised or evolved component of it. But for Iggy, who's a father of four dealing with life stress, this is how it was best to build the year. We had a backdrop of highly specific structure, but a whole bunch of play in it. A little gravel riding, sure. A little trail running, why not? Events outside the classic roadmap of Ironman training, go for it, mate. I was willing to give away some of the specificity to keep things lower stress, more fun. But equally, Iggy was committed to do enough of the key specific training to keep progression going. And what ended up happening is it proved to be fun and fresh and different. But most importantly, it ensured that his performance journey wasn't random. And so when we said, okay, you're ready to go, X in the calendar, two months out, he said, you know what? I've got my family's backing. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. And it became a reward for him to actually amplify his focus. And it was fluid. You know what? He's really fit but he was also fresh mentally, the most clear-minded. And I knew that he was really fresh physiologically when he arrived at the World Championships because the day before the race, he said, hey, boss, when this is over, can I do an ultra marathon? Goodness me, Iggy, you haven't trained that much, son. But anyway, you know what happened? Over the course of the year, he retained consistency. And a lot of it was highly specific, really important. But it didn't take up as much mental capacity or physical load as what you might do in a year where he had very little work stress. He was a little bit more free. And throughout it all, he remained with the capacity to be highly engaged as a father. And most importantly, he could also equally thrive through the challenges of work that we had been delivered in COVID just like everyone else. What was the outcome? Well, he won his age group at Ironman Lake Placid. He was third in his age group at the Ironman 70.3 World Championships. Yes, he's a champion in all aspects. And could, 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 could Iggy have maybe trained enough to win his age group at the Ironman 70.3 World Championships? Well, we'll never know. Maybe, maybe. But that's not really the point. Because by going on the journey here, he navigated a really tough work situation. He retained his health. He's really happy. And he's a great dad. And guess what? He still accomplished a whole bunch. Whew. And so with that in mind, what are his lessons? Well, I pull my hair out telling athletes this all the time. Don't go random. Don't allow yourself to take a huge break of consistency. There is always a way to lower mental and physical load while still progressing. And equally to that, the other lesson is you've got to be willing and have the courage to think a little bit out of the box to find your solution. 
Don't stress and think about what other folks or athletes tell you that don't understand you and they don't understand your situation. And one more thing with that, never, ever turn your back on strength and conditioning. Because throughout it all, one of the threads of specificity that Iggy committed to wasn't to hold on to just swim, bike and run, but was to be a great athlete globally. See folks, these four stories, I think they tell a broader story. They help with the mindset of what the most successful athletes do. And it's not mythical or magical, vaporous. It's pragmatic and smart and consistent and being a part of something. And so what I wanna do to finish today's show is to break down a pathway of real success in the sport. Now, I'm gonna go into great detail on this and ask your questions on the webinar on September the 29th. And I would love you to join me. You can either register it, so I'll send you the recording afterwards, or join me live and I'll be able to answer your questions live on the show so that we can really get down and juicy. And it's absolutely free to everyone. You don't have to be a Purple Patch athlete. You are allowed even to invite your friends and others. And the reason I'm excited about this webinar forum is what it's going to enable me to do is dive a little bit deeper into some of the detail behind some of the simple stories in this show. Because my mission will be to pave a pathway for your success in both sport, and that's going to start with what we like to call postseason, what many people call off-season. Really what it is for Northern Hemisphere folks is the autumn months or the fall months leading into winter. And it is such, 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 such a critical time. And if you learn from Iggy's story that we just talked about, it doesn't mean obsession. What it does mean is enabling structure and consistency, no matter what is happening in your life. And so if you want to register for this event before we finish off with the rules, I just encourage you right now at this point of the show, head to purplepatchfitness.com. Just go to the event section and you can register. You can come live or, of course, we'll send you the follow up. But today in this show, what I want to do is give you some of the surface level stuff and I'm going to give you my hit list. There are four things that I think that you need to lean into if you would like to be like one of these stories today. If you want to make the world championship, I would say here are the Dixon rules, little rules of thumb that are going to set you off on your best journey in a time-starved life. Number one, consistency. Become the queen or king of consistency you are likely never going to create a huge catalyst of performance evolution with a short-term race-anchored belt of training. If you just say, how many weeks do I have to train for X, Y, and Z? Oh, is it 12? Is it 16? Is it eight? You are not going to excel if you do that and then follow it with random unstructured months of training. It's incredible that so many athletes do this, but it is not going to be the catalyst for your success. But as we learned about in our stories today, this doesn't mean that you need year-round obsession. Consistency doesn't equate to obsession. It doesn't mean that you must forget all downtime and family time and doing other sports. It doesn't mean that you need to solely identify as being a triathlete, including your compression socks and shorts at the airport. What it does mean is that you need to have a thread of specific training that links together throughout a calendar year. And that training must integrate into your life so that it can be sustainable because it's, once it's sustainable, it's consistency flows out of it. And it must also mean that the training that you're doing is pretty fun and enjoyable and doesn't feel like a monkey on your back because if you're going to create consistency but your training is misery, is that really the life that you want to live? And it also means, it even also means that that training includes structured breaks so that you can have a mental and physical rejuvenation. And you can do that and be really smart with it. And every one of the 85 qualifiers that we had, 53 of them present at the World Championships, every one of them created this. They were consistent, they were healthy, they were fresh. 
And this is why so much of what I've been talking about in the recent weeks about how to build an off-season, how to do it correctly, how to weave these threads together so that you can be successful. And so Dixon number one rule is consistency. Number two, might sound strange to you, but I invite you, become a part of something. Look, when we saw the athletes at this weekend, it was an unavoidable truth. And it continually bubbles up to the surface. And it's one that's actually bubbled up even more and become so apparent in the last 18 months of the crazy life that we've lived. And that's a simple fact that when we see an athlete who is wholly immersed in a community or a group, and it's a group that delivers a healthy sense of support, accountability, the opportunity for mentorship or leadership for you, the athlete, and then something happens. You get better because the thing is, it's an ecosystem that wraps around the training program. And when you have that ecosystem, it amplifies the benefit of that training. It increases the sense of belonging and enjoyment. And it really helps when things get tough, when you're met with adversity. And that adversity can happen during the sporting journey or equally within the journey of life. And I think that one of the most interesting things about Purple Patch for me is how how much of the other athletes love the race reports and stories from their peers. And the interesting thing is they tell us it's not just about hearing the success stories, the breakthrough performances, the podium results. People love to hear about struggles, fears, challenges, even some of the failures. And I realize what that is. It's about human connection. And the realization that we're all just trying to improve and get better. And what ends up happening out of that is a sense of amplified purpose, being a part of something, empowerment. And I've seen that the purple patch athletes that lean in get more. Funny that, huh? Lean in, get more. You want to go up a level? Lean in. And so with this in mind, Choose your group, become a part of something, but make sure that you choose wisely because ultimately you will become a part of what makes that group. So ask yourself what resonates with you, the ethos, the methodology, what's important to you, and then try and surround yourself with the same kind. And guess what? It makes things magical. It also is a root. What was rule number one? Oh, yeah. Thanks for the reminder, Barry. Consistency. It makes consistency a lot easier if you're a part of something. Okay, so we've got two rules. What else is there? Well, I promised two others. Here's number three, double down on habits. Look, athletes get drawn into a massive world of overcomplication. And it's a overcomplication of something that ultimately is really pretty simple. Your success, the path to your improvement, is about being able to develop a recipe of a really consistent training program that you layer for months and months and months, if not years. In order to do that, you've got to enjoy it. Remember, it ain't going to happen if you're training too much relative to your life and you're not liking it. So make sure you have fun. And when you do that, and then you support that training program with some really smart habits, all you have to do because you're doing the doing and supporting it with habits, is then make smart decisions along that journey. So what are the habits? Well, you've got to make sure that you're fueling appropriately, prioritizing sleep, embedding strength training, making sure you're dialing in daily hydration, all incredibly, incredibly simple stuff. And if at the outcome of all of that, your training program is appropriate and specific and it integrates into your life, then you've cracked the consistency part. But it can equally collapse if you don't pay attention to those supporting habits. And so what I encourage you to do is actually spend minimal time on what so many folks obsess about. All of those really small incremental aspects. Oh, is beet juice the next super duper performance boaster? How am I going to put a patch on and track my glucose? <clears throat> Should I put carbon plates in my shoes? Look, There's nothing wrong with all of those. 
And at the world-class level, it's really interesting. Glucose monitoring, wow, that could be nice. Does beet juice offer a performance benefit? But you only get the privilege of really thinking about that stuff when you repeatedly, and I mean repeatedly, know your habits and programming for many, many months. And then, only then, have you earned the right to explore the next fake promise of your performance dreams. And in fact, when I think about the highest performance athletes that I have ever worked with, all of them unanimously do not chase complexity. They embrace habits. In fact, if things can be simplified, they chase simplicity. And then they just add little things if capacity allows. The talented who really struggle to perform are often the ones that are looking way back in the bottom of their performance drawer saying, oh my goodness me, look, there's dust back there when they haven't even vacuumed the carpets. Clean your carpets first before you look in the nooks and crannies, ladies and gentlemen. Build the building blocks. Support with habits. And finally, a simple one for you. And it wraps it all up in a bow. You've heard me say it before, but I have to double it down. You want to qualify to 70.3 World Championships? Embrace the journey. You see, race goals are super. And it's wonderful to enter a race. Maybe one that provides a great challenge. And then it's super to really go for it, train for it, chase it, embrace the healthy tension of the challenge of it, and also the anxiety of the quest for accomplishment. But make no mistake, make no mistake, do not convert your race goal into a finish line. A race is never a finish line. It includes a finish line, but it is not an end point. And I promise you that if you can fall in love with the journey, and ensure that your training journey is fun and you keep it consistent and wrap yourself in education and support and it becomes something that you do, something that you do. And when it becomes something that you do, then it should foster improved health and energy. Oh, and sports performance, you improve. And when that happens, you're happy because you're improving and it's integrated into life. And then you get to kind of point the program towards a goal and you chase and within that context and you keep going and you chase again, you keep going. And when you do that, it's always ex excelling and improving and exciting. And then, then what happens is you, you finish a race and you look up at the board and you think afterwards and you go, oh shit, I qualified for a world championships. Wow, isn't that cool? I love the journey and then I qualified for a world championships. And once you've qualified for a world championships, it doesn't make you a hero. It actually doesn't change who you are. In fact, it doesn't even change what others think of you. It doesn't make you more special, but it does make you happy, you. And it allows others to be happy for you. And that's nice. And you know what we all get to do? We get to smile and then you get to go and enjoy the experience and go and race and try your best. And then you have a little race and then you have a little rest and take a little break. And then what you do, you go again because that is life's rich pageant. And that is why at the root of it, I believe that we had 85 qualifiers united, not by performance level per se, but in a perspective, a perspective for self-improvement and embracing the sports journey within life. So to finish the journey, I say this outward. You want to join? You want to have fun? Love to have you. Email us info at purplepatchfitness.com or of course head to the website purplepatchfitness.com because this is honestly the perfect time. I know that we've gone hot and heavy on you. We said, hey, come and join us because this is the time. We're not going to bug you all year about this. And remember, no pressure. You don't have to join us. You need to find your tribe that fits you. 
But if you do want to ask me questions live, September 29th, we're going to get to dig a little deeper. And I've left details at the events page of the website. Of course, you can also reach out to us direct. I hope my perspective helps you and I hope you're excited because I would love, love, love to have 150 athletes at the World Championships. But more than that, I would love the great majority of people heading to the World Championships next year, purple patch or otherwise, to be smiling from the inside out where the sport fits in the context of life and they've gone on a journey to become a better human being and along that journey qualified. Until next week, take care. Hey guys, this is Matt. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. And if you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if we share with your friends and really go the extra mile. Head over to Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform to follow, rate, and review the show. Your support and reviews go a long way to increasing our visibility and, of course, the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive, just like me and you. Don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Links to the episode resources and all of our programs can be found at purplepatchfitness.com. Thanks much for listening. Take care.